Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. All right, guys, how's everybody doing tonight? Awesome. Awesome? Awesome. It is good. God is good. All the time, He is good. Amen? Amen. Oh, man, I just enjoy, I enjoy Wednesday nights. I missed you guys. We've been doing youth for a while, and it's just, I felt, I missed you guys. I, I felt your presence up here, for sure, uh, but I just, I missed you guys, and I'm looking forward to sharing what God has placed on my heart tonight uh, for this evening, but before I do, if you need uh, some notepaper or a pen or anything, if you need anything at all, Craig is back there, just slip your hand up, he will help you with whatever you need. Well, Craig, I don't know, what are the, what's the bounds of, or the duties of a, a ushering? You know, there's some limit, I would imagine, right? <laughs> That's right. You know, you'll jump your car, what do you need? You know, need some gas, need my tire, whatever you need, right? I did say whatever you need, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, what I'd like to do, let me just pray over the offering, if anybody uh, brought their tithes and offerings, there's a box there in the back, you can slip it in. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for every gift tonight, every giver, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you are a God of multiplication. Mm. You're a God of multiplication. Father, we thank you that you are multiplying miracles, you're multiplying finances, you're multiplying our strength of our relationships, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, that it's not just being added to, but it's being multiplied to. And we just thank you, Father, that our, that our barns are overflowing. Amen. Our barns are overflowing in every sense of the word, in every sense of our lives. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, open your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 12. And I want to start in verse 5. And this evening... Uh, as Rich would know, I had a message planned, and as I'm sitting there this morning on the couch, it's early for those who uh, know anything about me. We have a lot of children, and so I have to wake up very, very early to have peace in my life in the morning, like early. So I was up early, and I'm preparing this message on peace. And boy, it sounded, I was like, oh, Lord, thank you for this, thank you for that. And I have it all written out. In fact, it kind of was coming Monday and Tuesday. I sent the email last night to the AV team. These are the scriptures we're going to use. And then this morning, God was like, that's not for tonight. It's like, what? But it's Wednesday. Like, what am I supposed to do? It's Wednesday night's coming. I got a busy day. What am I supposed to go do? And he reminded me of this passage of scripture in Acts chapter 12. So if you want to hear about peace... I'm thinking it's going to be either Sunday or the next Wednesday that we get together. Uh, don't forget, next Wednesday night, there is no church service. That would be the day before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. believe it or not. That's next, next week already. Uh, so nothing next Wednesday night, but there's going to be a message on peace coming here soon. But he said, Acts chapter 12, and I want to start in verse 5. And just to, to preface the story, uh, this, is, this is Peter. The story is about Peter in, in prison. Uh, and he has been uh, put there, and basically the church uh, is praying, and the church really doesn't know the outcome of what's going to happen. They, they're not sure, they're unsure, and they truly, I mean, if you think in your own logical mind as to what was going on in those days, as they captured Peter, they're thinking this is it. 
This guy is under guard. They're, you know, six, six hours, four guards. They're rotating people through. Whatever it is, they're thinking this is it. And the church begins to pray. And I want to read through this passage of Scripture because I believe there's two or three things in here that we can see that happens when we pray. There are things that happen when we pray. And I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this, and then I'm going to spend the last 10 minutes or so just praying again. And Rich will put on some music, some nice Spotify music. We don't need the worship band back or anything like that, but we're just going to continue to pray. And because, after all, this is a prayer service, so I want to make sure that we honor that and do, and do a little bit more time of prayer. So starting in verse 5, it says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer, constant prayer. Now, to me, constant, that means this was happening all the time. So I don't know exactly how many days he had been in prison or if it was just in the beginning, but it was like the church had gathered and they said, we are going to be in constant prayer. These, you know, there's prayer rooms, there's 24-hour prayer, there's all these things going on. This is what the church was doing. That's what those things are modeled after. There are things we need to be praying about, and in this case, it was their fearless leader who was in prison. Now, there's a lot of things. Hey, our fearless leader had an issue um, a year and a few months ago, and we gathered in constant prayer. Now, we weren't here 24 hours, but we were people, we were praying all the time, and God did an absolute miracle. And what's interesting is that, that that situation so parallels, you know, even here in the Bible, what, uh, uh, what I guess Luke here is writing in, in Acts about the story about Peter. So Peter was there for everybody. But constant prayer, constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Constant prayer. The Amplified Version says fervent and persistent prayer. Fervent and persistent. And, and to me, it just means continuing to press in. Press in. Not, this, isn't, this wasn't like a prayer like, oh Lord, please get Peter out of prison. And then like they're, you know, they're breaking bread, they're fellowshipping, they're doing these things. Now this was like fervent prayer. People on their knees, people crying out. They were going all in for this prayer. Uh, the Passion Version says the church went into a season of intense intercession, asking God to free him. Think about that. A season of intense intercession. And so, so many times things come up in our life and we give it a, a little token prayer. And I know, you know, I know there's things that say, you know, you pray once and you don't have to worry about it anymore. You just begin to believe in faith. And I get that. But what I'm saying here is the, when there are things going on in our life, we have to fervently, persistently go after God in prayer. Not in worry, not in fear, not in concern, but in prayer. And what I have found is when I'm not doing that in prayer, I'm actually beginning to walk in worry and fear and some other things. And I have to get my head back around saying, all right, Lord, you've got this situation. You begin praying. You know, praying really is just speaking God's word back to him. One of the fundamental things about what prayer is is speaking God's word back to him. And it's not like he forgot what he was going to go do, but it's good for us to remember to say what he is going to go do and what that promise is that he has for us. And so this past couple weeks, oh, Lord, we have been in some situations ourselves, specifically with our oldest daughter, uh, who her name is Anna, and she's down in Pittsburgh, and she has been dealing with a housing situation, as I will call it. And so I think the prayer team has been praying for this as well. And she has been dealing with a housing situation. And it got kind of dicey for a little bit. There's been a little bit of arguments between 
yours truly, and the landlord. And there was all these things that were going back and forth. And I just, I lost my peace. I lost my joy. I mean, I was, whew, the things I was saying in my head about these people, like it was not good. So I've repented for that. So it's all good. I've repented for my, you know, for the things I've thought and even some of the things I've said to close friends. And so I've asked for forgiveness for that. But what I had found was, is that I wasn't fervently seeking God for an answer in prayer. We weren't. Liz and I, we just weren't doing I mean, we were praying. We were doing our prayer. But we were also spending a lot of hours on Zillow, a lot of hours on apartments.com, a lot of hours going this way, Craigslist, sending out this list, looking at this request. And we wasted our time. We wasted our time. We wasted our time. And at some point, we were just like, look, we just need to fervently pray. I'm tired of wasting my time. So we've known about it for a couple weeks. She has to get out of this place. And on Sunday morning, this past Sunday morning, right before church, you know how the enemy likes, you know, try to come against you on your way to church? Uh, Pastor, you probably never experienced a Sunday morning challenge before preaching at, on a Sunday morning. So here I am, our Anna, sweet Anna, Texas, says they hid the toilet paper and they took the bath soap out of the bathroom. I'm like, what are these people doing? Like, this is a 17-year-old girl. She's living in your house. We're paying rent. What is wrong with you? And I'm just like, here I am. I'm like about to explode. I'm like, you know what? We're canceling church. Call somebody up. Who else can preach? I'm driving to Pittsburgh. We're taking care of business today, right? So this is like, this is my dad and me, right? This is, I've told stories about my dad and his, wild, his wildness in the past. But anyway, so I'm just like, I'm going to do this right now. It's just like, all right, Lord. No. I'm going to take this to prayer. Take this to prayer. And we just began praying. I shut my phone off so I wouldn't see any more communication. I said, Anna, I love you. I'm turning the phone off. I'm going to church. And we came to church, and we just began to pray. We began to worship him. We had an amazing church service on Sunday morning. And then God just really began to release of exactly where she needs to be. It wasn't like we were trying any further. Oh, a person got back to us. A different person got back to us. Happens to be on the same street. We're like, wait a second. Oh, that's kind of cool. Where is this? Oh, it's only a few minutes away from where she needs to be. That's really good. Turns out they, it was a husband and wife. He was responding to an Airbnb, and she was responding to the apartment they had for lease. And God just really orchestrated. Monday we went down, figured it out, signed the lease. She's going to be moving on Friday. So keep us in prayer for Friday. But it was like, it, was the la- it felt last minute. She's got to be out of there like any day. And, it felt last- and I believe that this is the church here is praying for Peter. We were praying for pastor. This is it. There is no more time to waste. Like this is it, God. We need you to do a miracle. And they were fervently in prayer. And if you look at what begins to happen next, let's look at ha- what happens next starting in verse 6. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night, so Herod was about to bring him out and do, you can imagine what, to Peter. That night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. The very first thing that happens when we pray, God sends supernatural help. God sends supernatural help. The angel showed up, light began to happen. This is, this is all supernatural stuff. If you notice, the chains didn't come off yet. He didn't walk through the doors yet of the prison gate. What happened very first thing is that God sent supernatural help. 
He sent the angel in this case. He sent light to illuminate the darkness. And then it says, and then he struck Peter. So the angel struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, arise quickly. Arise quickly. The second thing that happens when we pray, second thing that happens is that he wakes someone up. (laughs) He wakes someone up. Sometimes it's us. Like, hello. This is my case on Sunday. Like, okay. Stop getting in anger and wanting to tear somebody's head off. Like, just chill out, Jason. I didn't call myself Pastor Jason at that point. It was just like, well, this, isn't pa- this is Jason <laughs> talking. This is the old me. I got to put on the new creation here. This is not good. Uh, so that what happens is, is he wakes people up. Sometimes it's with a dream. Sometimes it's a friend that wakes up. And, has a, and ends up calling you in the morning, say, I was thinking about you. How many times have you gotten a text message or a phone call that says, hey, I was thinking about you. Hey, I was praying for you. Hey, whatever it is, that is God waking. So he is answering your prayers. He is bringing you help. He is bringing you encouragement. He is bringing you the things that you need to get you through that situation. Story after story in God's word, God is waking people up with dreams and visions, and with a word. So he says, arise quickly, and what happens? His chains fell off his hands. And I've never seen this before, but as I read it, it says, arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. God is doing, the the third point is, he does a miracle in the natural. So if you look at this progression, number one, God sends supernatural help. Number two, he wakes someone up. And then number three, he does the miracle in the natural realm. It's like this progression. And so often we're always looking for the miracle in the natural realm. But the miracle has already started. The prayer is already being answered in God's way, in God's timing, how he wants to have it happen the moment we begin to pray it to him. And we sit around and say, ah, what hasn't happened yet? What was the church thinking? Oh, he hasn't, what's going to happen? We don't know. They didn't, God didn't release him yet. He didn't get out yet, but they kept praying. They kept pressing in. The miracle then happened in the physical realm. Verse 8. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals, like get dressed, dude, basically. And so he did, and he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. And here's what's interesting, is Peter obeyed, the command of the angel. There was obedience there. So, so often we are looking for our prayers to be answered and the answers in front of us are God saying, do this, don't do that, move here, don't move there, do this, do that. But what happened? Peter obeyed. Peter got up and he did what the angel told him to do and then the miracle occurred. Gave him faith to keep moving. And here's what's interesting, and so the next verse is, and so he went out and followed him and did not know that when he was done, that the angel was real, but thought that he was seeing a vision. When they went past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them on its own accord. And they went out, and he went down the street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And so here's what I find very, very interesting is this initial miracle occurred. And then what began to happen is the next miracle 
and then the next miracle, and he kept walking in obedience. He didn't stop and be like, oh, well, this gate's not going to open. No, he kept walking forward in obedience, and gate after gate, miracle after miracle, situation after situation, God was making a way for his freedom. And God is making a way in each and every one of your lives. Every prayer request that you have, God is making a way. He's paving the path. It never said that the church stopped praying because guess what? The church didn't know that Peter was walking out of the prison. And this is what I find very, very interesting in this passage of Scripture. This is why we keep praying. This is why he says pray continuously. And what I've noticed in my own life is as we're looking for a prayer request and we begin to see it happen, we then stop praying. At least I do. Like, oh, okay, thank you, God, for this part. Yes, I know you didn't answer the whole thing, but I'm just going to thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. And we should be thankful for that portion of the prayer. But God wants to see us all the way through. Notice, the church did not stop praying fervently. They continued to pray. And what happened? The miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle until Peter was completely free. And then verse 11 says, Then when Peter came, or Peter had come to himself, He said, now I know for certain the Lord had sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. Now the word is called certain. Certainly he knew that God was in it. And tonight as we spend the next couple of minutes in prayer, I want you to have a certainty that God is in your situation. A certainty that as you pray your request tonight, as you ask him, to to just intervene on your behalf in your situation, that miracles will begin to occur. And what happens is, is the moment you begin to pray, God does the work in the supernatural realm. It is beginning to happen. If you look, it's exactly how this story went forward, exactly how how it progressed. God did something supernatural in the spiritual realm, and then he began to awake Peter, And then the miracles in the physical realm begin to happen. So tonight, Mr. Parchi over there had a miracle in the physical realm occur. He came in here with back pain, some lower back pain. And what he told me at the break here is he stood up and as he began to worship, as he began to praise God, his back was supernaturally healed this evening, right here. Right here, as just, I mean, within, this has been 45 minutes since we got this, this joint going here tonight. So this, we're having a good time. God is doing miracle work. And if you think of what happened is he began, and God showed up, his presence was here in the spiritual realm. And I believe even as, as Mike was saying, is he just felt like I just need to keep worshiping God. And so Mike then obeyed, which was point two. He, did, he woke Mike up. God woke Mike up and said, continue to worship God the Lord. And then what happened is point three is what I said is he did the miracle. He did the miracle in the physical. So I want to spend a few minutes praying tonight. And you may be praying intercess, you know, intercessory prayer for someone else. You may be praying for something in your own life. But I want us to just fervently press in for whatever situation it is. Maybe it's traveling mercy Maybe it's a job situation. Maybe it's a loved one. Maybe it's a relationship. I'm not sure what it is. I don't need to know tonight. But all I want you guys to do is just remember this story of Peter as the church fervently prayed.
fervently prayed he sent his help in our time of need. So Rich, if you could throw on some Spotify music here. And let's just begin to pray. You can walk around. You can stay in your seat. You can come to the altar. You can do whatever you want, really. But let's just spend some time fervently seeking him tonight. Thank you, Lord. 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 As I was sitting over there and as everyone was praying, the Lord told me just to get up and do a victory lap. (laughs) So I just walked around each and every one of you. And what the Lord was saying to me, and this is really for you as well, is it was a victory lap. Your prayers are answered. God is working. He also reminded me as as I was sitting there, as I have a prayer journal at home, and I just write a little note about what, you know, what it is, just one line, a few sentences, and I write the date that I begin to put the prayer requests up. And I, I didn't start putting the years on there, and I probably should have. And I've been doing this thing for probably a decade, and I have page after page after page after page. And it builds my faith because I go back and I look at all of the answered prayers, big ones, small ones, medium ones, and everyone in between. But you know, there's a couple pages way back when that still have an empty slot waiting for that prayer to be answered. You know, but that doesn't stop me from continuing to lift that situation up in prayer. And one of them specifically is my parents and getting them into a place that they can afford to be in place. I'm telling you, I've been praying for this for over a decade. Like it's like on page one of the prayer journal. And it just sits there and looks at me when I go back and flip through every, you know, every month or so periodically. I'll go back and look at some of the old prayer requests that are still open. <laughs> it's like an open action item. Like those who, you know, <laughs> go to work, like I still have an open. God, just remind there's an open action item here that I know you're working on. I know you're working on and I haven't seen it. Maybe it's a, a loved one in your life that you've been praying for and praying for. Do not stop praying. Do not stop, just as we saw tonight, do not stop pressing in, for God is answering prayers. And he is working, and he is doing his work. And that song we sang on Sunday, God is working, even when we don't see it, God is working. And even when we don't feel it, God is working. He's working. So Father, we thank you that you are working. You are doing amazing works. Father, I thank you for every prayer request that was lifted up to you every moment of intercession tonight that was lifted up for someone else. We thank you for the victory lap. We thank you, Lord, that we may not write down tomorrow that prayer request being answered, but it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And we thank you, Father, for it. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's 7.30 already. You guys are dismissed. And we will see you Sunday. Don't forget, next Wednesday night, start basting your turkey or something. Pray at home. Yeah? Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. 
Again, thanks for joining us today. And always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.